Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Drunk Time AFL podcast for round one 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who believes the AFL season starts too early. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers. Yes, footy is back upon us and what a weekend of games we had. But I do think, as excited as I am to have footy back in our great town and around the country... I think it has come back just a little bit too early and the signs were kind of across the whole weekend. Clearly, the MCG surface wasn't ready to go. We can all accept that. It uh, was patchy after the Ed Sheeran concert. I think that if any player got injured on the weekend, as Tom Stewart did, that should be funded. His whole recovery should be paid for out of Ed Sheeran's pocket. I think you're right. I'd, I'd throw Ticketmaster under the bus as well. I think they should chuck in for stuff as well. They're, they're Look, I completely agree with that, but good luck getting hold of Ticketmaster to be able to get them to pay anything. You'd just be on hold for about six weeks and then Tom Stewart would be ready to go by And then. actually, if you think about it, if you look at who probably made more money, Ticketmaster or Ed Sheeran from that MCG concert, <laughs> Ticketmaster is yes. well ahead. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing a very well. And on top of that, there aren't enough practice matches anymore. Now, we have maybe they had the scratch match, which was kind of broadcast and it was... It was shown just, you know, uh, like a locked-off camera that was pretty much just the length of the ground. It wasn't really the broadcast teams. And no. then they had one scratch match. Oh, sorry, one practice match, which they ran kind of their B teams of the commentators. And I'm saying that the commentators themselves, Michael, were rusty. And that was no more evident than on Friday night. I was watching that absolute belter of a game between Geelong and Collingwood. And we'll get to Collingwood a little bit later. And this just shows me how rusty everyone is. Now, at one point, Braden Maynard took a hit to the head and had blood streaming from him. And James Brayshaw said, Braden Maynard has to leave the ground as he has blood coming from his head. Oh, no. Now, the guy, the now, guy's out of form. He's, he's, he, he, he needs to do a full preseason to get back in form for next year. I, I think take Brayshaw if, out, of the, out of the box now for his own good. Yeah, I think you need to do like they did with Patrick Dangerfield in the middle of the season last year, and he needs a mini block of commentary. Now, Mm -hmm. he had blood coming from his head. How on earth James Brayshaw didn't at least go with Claret? That was the perfect occasion. Right in front of He's a hard man. He's the kind of person that would have Claret coming out of his head. And not just his head, but Braden Maynard is the perfect example of a bonce. Now, I just... (laughs) I reckon, like, just uh, even if it was for the next 10 minutes, we just didn't hear James Brayshaw. As you know, yep. uh, so that's back in the day where, you know, Kerry Packer, he would have rung up. The, the, the red phone would have lit up in the box and he would have, would have been, oh, fuck. Kerry's rung up. Get on the phone. James, what the fuck are you doing? JB, my great man. You've got to say Bonce. You've got to say Claret. Otherwise, mate, you're never out there again. And, you know, 
it could have at least said he copped a duke to the back of the bonds. Like, what are you doing, James? Well, you that's the thing. That's the thing. I heard later in the mm. coverage that James said that a player had caught the mark with his hands. I was like, no. No, Fuck there's no out. description. There's no big jukes anywhere there. He just nah. said that uh, normally proportion-sized hands is what he said. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And you know, at one point, BT, uh, someone took the ball from Geelong and BT did not name which private school that player went to. And you just go, they just haven't had enough practice. And I think it's just incumbent on the AFL to give these guys a few more weeks at it and give them a chance to hit the ground running. Uh, Pendles, actually. Whenever he got touched. Oh, no. No no mention of his basketball background. I did not hear it one time during the whole game. Disgraceful. They need to get back to the That BFL. is unbelievable. He, he carved through and no one said he's got more time and space than anyone <laughs> on the ground. You know, I mean, what are these guys? It's a shame that we had to sit through that junk timers. You know, we deserve more as a footy-loving public. I think go back to the VFL or even worse, go back to the under-18s, I think. Kind of, you know, you know, kind of broadcast online maybe, if that. You know, I reckon they need to kind of have a you know, work their way back up before it's a privilege to be in that box, Adam. Privilege. Well, I think I think the under 18s is a great idea because that is a perfect um, uh, playground for BT to not know any of the players' names, just like he regularly does it in the <laughs> AFL. So we, we we are, I think, going a little bit too early. The surface wasn't quite ready, and even the MCC ran out of beer. And there were reports that other bars were running out of like. Um, like your lagers or your Carlton Draft and mm. stuff. And so people had to drink your fruitier type IPAs. And it's just, how's this? A mate of mine went to the footy the other night, uh, Carlton Richmond, and he said that after half time, you couldn't buy more than two drinks per person or one spirit. That's rather strange because, I mean, looking at the reports, they've had over 70,000 per people for the, like the last 10 years or whatever. Um, and yeah. so therefore you figure they'd be pretty well um, planned on how to deal with a large crowd. They talked about being understaffed, that people had to like, wait a quarter uh, before they could actually yep. get a drink, but it's very much unlike the MCC. I know I definitely um, set my membership card on fire. Well, I had my butler set my membership card <laughs> yep, on fire. Yep. No, good, good. He threw it in the fireplace. But, but also, like, the two beers limit is fucking ridiculous. Like, if you're in a shout with a mate, generally you'll go, I'll go get four, mm-hmm. two for you, two for me, to save you going back and lining up yep. and missing most of the game. Yeah. And that, and you just go, it's after half time that they brought in this rule at the MCG. And you're just like, oh, you know, I'll be fucking knocking back those mid-strengths. You know, I'll be sort of slightly 0.02 by the time I'm leaving the ground. Like, it's mid-strength, you know? People can buy fucking full-strength uh, spirits and wine. I don't, want you, <laughs> I don't want you perfectly capably driving home later on tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. So, everyone, I think, they need a couple of dummy rounds and stop sending it out to the country. Have them at the big ground so people know how to handle the situation when we hit round one. This is a question without notice. Uh, oh, shit. Do they actually have limits at the grounds? Like, if I could I rock up to the, let's say, in the, I don't know, members might be different to outer. Could I rock up to the bar and say, can I have 15 beers? Are they not going to give me that? You can imagine, uh, that, surely. Excellent question without notice. I would say that um, if you can afford. 15 beers, you're, you're in the members anyway. Um, but I would think that they wouldn't have... Oh, you know what? I reckon there'd be panic in the bar if you ordered 15. 
I think there would be like some sort of nightmare. But I, I imagine like if you just said I'm shouting the bar, then they'd do it. But if you said I'm buying fifteen, they'd be like, uh, I don't know about that, mate. Yeah, it's sure. all a bit weird. Sure. Or how many people and then there the, are? The f- yeah, the the eighteen year old who's fucking having a meltdown because you've made his life hell. Mm. He just goes, Oh, yeah, no, I don't know, mate. Yeah, I'll, 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 give, I'll give my manager, and then like a nineteen year old comes yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got some comedy festival shows coming up, Michael. Ah, shit, we do, man. Comedy festival in Melbourne is going to be sick. I got my show, Michael Chamberlain's Completely Incomplete History of Australian Rules. That's going to be Cooper's Inn on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Four shows only, Adam. Four shows only in the Arvo on those Saturdays. It's going to be nuts. I actually went to Cooper's Inn the other day because I had to drop off my posters. And uh, I'd forgotten it was um, St. Patrick's Day. So it was chock-a-block. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I spoke to one of the blokes there and he was like, they had like a proper Irish band, kind of like fiddle diddy kind of Irish band. And he yep, said they played yep. for about full ball for about six hours. And he said, I nearly wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a, grim, that's a grim day to listen to, isn't it? But you're at Cooper's Inn as well. I am at Cooper's Inn. Uh, I start April the 11th, my show, High Functioning Idiot, 8, 10 p.m. Uh, from the 11th through to the 24th. Only 11 shows. Uh, tickets are available at try booking and of course if you're a junk time follower you can get the code low dog for you get yourselves a little bit of a cheeky little discount yep that's for both of our shows low dog and also you can go to comedyfestival.com as well and you can click through to try booking and get all the details and stuff like that as well there so but it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i think i kick on april yeah, one I'm, april one april fool's day how appropriate oh there you go oh, i'm actually really looking forward to it i did a trial show uh week before last and i kind of thought it was okay so that you know being three weeks out is not a bad thing to be saying yep yep fair enough hey um yeah. so you didn't go to the game on thursday night because you uh, obviously have a lot of things on but a I draw do. I do. a draw but I felt like you guys probably could have held on to that one by the fact didn't you guys play on or something when you could have been killing the oh, time look there, look there were a lot of issues that Carlton had towards sure. the end of the game let's not t- let's not talk about the fact that Mitch McGovern's a complete and fucking utter waste of time <laughs> who just kicks it out on the full for absolutely no reason or that Harry Mackay just goes to ground when he could easily hold his feet, take a mark in the forward pocket, kill some time, kick himself even if it missed it and put us seven points up. We therefore probably would have iced the game. But let's not even bother about that, Michael. That doesn't matter. I just think that uh, Richmond were probably the better team on the night and for Carlton to get away with a draw was probably not a bad result for us in the end. Oh, it's just good to hear that nice, positive Carlton Rosie back again, you know, just like kind of, you know, just being realistic and, you know, Keeping the expectations high, I think that's fun. I actually, I actually thought we would get flogged in that game. So the fact that we drew, you know how they say there's no winners in a draw. I felt like we'd had a fucking win. Yep. Like I was disappointed that we couldn't hang on, but also when we were up with about, I think it was even like seven minutes to go, we were seven points up, and I was like, no, we don't win this. There's no chance. So okay. I'm very uh, realistic. But when it was a draw, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. That is a win for me. And as we sit right now, uh, St Kilda and Frio are playing at Marvel Stadium. Carlton currently, and I don't know how this works, but we currently sit above Richmond. So we're eighth, and mm. the way it's looking, St Kilda may sneak past Frio and take eighth and we'll be ninth. Uh, so how do you feel about the draw? Do you think it's time that we change it, or do you think we're just fine with it? Because I, I can't remember, think of too many st- sports where they have a draw. Cricket, um, uh, what do you call it, the other one? tie yeah um cricket and um oh soccer sorry yeah for yeah. regulation matches they don't have the, the shootouts 
But I can't think of too yes. many other sports. Like, uh, they seem to kind of have no, a that, result. That's, that's a really good point, isn't it? That most, uh, aside from, you know, the world's favourite sport, that uh, most teams decide that they should have a result, which mm. I, I don't mind, but also the draw, you still get two points. And I think in the scheme of things, because, like, in soccer you get a point and draws are so regular yeah. that you kind of go, yeah, okay, if they had to play extra time every time, it might make it a bit difficult. And also they don't score a lot of goals, whereas in AFL, draws are so irregular. Have you ever been to a draw? Yeah, I've I was been trying to, to think few, the other yeah. night. I don't think I have. Yeah, I've been to I think my first one was in 85, I think, Hawthorne North. I think that was the first time John Kennedy had coached against Hawthorne. And then okay. I was at that final in 94 when the overtime final in the prelim. And then, of course, I went to the grand final in 2020. That was a draw. I've been to a lot of fucking draws, actually. 2010, you meant? But yeah, yes, sorry. yes yeah. that's true. You do go a fair bit. Um, now, um, I, I would like to see, if they are going to go to extra time, I say you play four quarters with 20 minutes each plus time on. Like, yep. really... A fucking war of attrition. Yep, for sure. And you can no, you can't use the bench. Okay, whoever is off at the ground, they can't come back. Come back on. And then also, yeah. <laughs> and then also, imagine the ratings on that. Like Channel Seven and Foxtel would be wrapped. The game going well past midnight. Yeah, like they do. do it in the tennis. Let's They'd, see what the AFL players are capable of. Maybe like seven hundred thousand people are still watching at three fifty nine a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although shot. you wouldn't be happy. If they'd run out of beer at uh, <laughs> halftime and you're sitting there <laughs> deep into the seventh quarter just going, well, this is bullshit. I've sobered up. I've gone home. I had a couple of nangs. I came back. And now this is fucking boring me to tears. Like, instead of the players getting, uh, you know, taken off in stretches for dehydration, like the fans would mm. be dehydrated going, I haven't had a beer for like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it'd be horrible. Know, well, that's the other thing too. Say the bars were still running. You would be fucking massively in debt by the by the eighth quarter. Yeah, sure. On your shouts. Hey, um, what are your what's your take on it? Do you have any thoughts on a draw? Like, should they go extra time? I think the worst idea they can have is the golden goal. Look, yeah. Which I think is that what happens in the grand final? Or is that five minutes each way? It's five minutes each way, and I feel like they in the uh, I think they might have brought in an, in and then changed it. So I think it was five minutes each way. But then, yep. if the scores were still level in the second five minutes, they kept they they just kept on playing. So towards that end, like uh, okay. and then the next score wins. So I think that might have happened in a juniors game or a Sandville game. But I feel like there was a bit of backlash to that. So they've gone. No, it's actually five minutes each way. If it's still a tie, another five minutes each way. I feel like that's what they've done now. What about a shootout? Would you like a shootout from the fifty? Well, they do that in the um, the DJ Witten game. I mean. I feel like the <laughs> EJ Witten game is almost like a bit of the testing ground for the yeah. the AFL, you know. Uh, but absolutely, it is. Yeah, you know, like they have uh, you know players going around on um, uh, golf buggies, you know, <laughs> and you know, if it works in the EJ Witten game, and it works and, in, and it comedy work in characters the roaming the field with a mark mark set on. But I think too, like at least then it gives you opportunity for a player to be the absolute. Goat, and I don't mean that in the greatest of all time kind of way, that he misses one from yeah. outside 50, you know, and it bounces, you know, he kicks it out in the full, yeah. costs his team a grand final. So, therefore, the supporter base have someone to really focus their hatred on. For sure. Like, I know it's happened at least once, but um, those guys in the Super Bowl who missed the field goal, you know, that would have won the game yeah. for them right, right at the very end. Like, I'm sure yeah. those people are just like, well... 
my life is now fucked in that city for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm, I'm immediately trying to trade to another team. Yes, the, the, the guy that you're thinking of is Scott Norwood from Buffalo, I think in about 89 or 90. I think you're right, yeah. It. And basically his life was not – that's all he would be remembered for. Yeah. Because Buffalo Dude. went into four Super Bowls in a row and didn't win any of them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, it'd be absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, but uh, tell you what, there's a bit of organised crime going around Carlton at the minute. What do you tell – well, what do you mean? Uh, at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean at board level? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, your merch shop got broken into. Uh, somebody oh, broke yeah, in at about two fifty a.m. on Wednesday night. I yeah. think it was, and they stole yeah two thousand dollars worth of stuff. So three items. They stole. Uh, it was here we go. Shame, bro. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's why you get your tickets early, folks. That's the kind of untold history you're going to get. They were mainly uh, youth jumpers and shorts. So I just imagine you just look around for a team that's wearing pristine, brand new, a junior team wearing pristine, brand new Carlton stuff on the weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. it, t- it sounds like to me like it's just like someone like has no money for their supplies at their club. And so they've gone, oh, fuck, I'll just go and get it from Carlton. It's not a bad way to do it. Like you just send in, you know, you, you've obviously got your tough kid in the team, and you go, oh, you know what? You go, you want to play in the centre, do you? Yeah, well, yeah. You better get us. <laughs> well, you better get us some new uniforms. <laughs> well, he's a brick. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say though, like it actually would be a pretty easy crime to get away with, I think, because it's all glass windows. So all you do is brick through Mm -hmm. straight in. So you maybe go in there during the day, you case out where you need to be and what you need to grab. Brick straight through. This is a how-to junk timers to redo the Carlton merch shop over. Brick straight through, grab the sweep your arm of, you know, grab all the jumpers off the rack and then you're fucking out of there. Smash and grab, 45 seconds tops. How quickly can the cops be out there? And then you've got all that parkland around Run there. through, yeah. To escape. So Carlton is perfect for it. I reckon Punt Road is probably not a bad one to get into <laughs> for a smash and grab. Trying to think of other one, the hangar. I reckon the hangar. You could be, you could be on a plane. You could be on a plane out of there. <laughs> you know, Footscray. The cops aren't even going to bother coming out to you. They're just going to go. Oh well, that makes sense. Well, you know, North Melbourne. Like, you know, there's never anyone there at the ground anyway. So you might as well, you know, smash and grab. Well, um, but, no, but then you'd be busted because as soon as you were seen walking past, this person you'd be like, "Woo! What are you doing here?" <laughs> you go, "I'm back for North." No, you don't. In the back, fucking, zoot, zoot, you're locked up. But it's kind of interesting, like two grand's worth of football jumpers. Like, are you you ditching them, you know, going to the pub and going, hey, who wants a football jumper that, you know, a 12-year-old can wear? Like, it's just kind of, I've always found fascinating, like, kind of silly crime where you kind of go, well, there is, there's no real value to those jumpers unless you're practically using them. But, like, I don't quite get why would you go and steal them when there's really no way to kind of bother to unsell them unless you kind of, I don't know, put them on eBay or something? Like... Maybe you, maybe you're angry with the club. So I don't know what Hawthorne does, but Carlton's membership package is pretty, pretty average. For a fair few years there, we got like a really dinky hat or oh, a yeah. shit beanie or a scarf. Yeah. And then this year, I think you got maybe twenty percent off something. Yeah, they always the, give the merch shop something. Yeah. Yeah, and so perhaps someone who's bought a really good membership is going, "Well, this is bullshit. Mm. I'm going to go get my fucking membership's worth." And you get yourself a little brick and you fucking get whatever you want. Yeah, sure. You know what they should do is send you a brick as a part of the membership. You get your Carlton brick and then you can go pick what you want. <laughs> I like the idea though. I think with it comes to the merch packages, like uh, I feel like a hat is a bad move, like a cap. 
Caps very rarely fit people properly. You know, you got to kind of pick and yeah. choose a bit. I've got the type of hat, I, like, I've had family members trying to give me a hat, kind of going, can you just wear a different hat? And it just doesn't fit onto my head. It's a particularly shaped head, I suppose. But I've always been like, clubs that do that i feel like a scarf is always a better way to go because i feel like scarf a scarf is safer i feel a scarf is safe and also a beanie the proportion of people wearing beanies i think is not that great either so i don't know why they just don't always just go a scarf yeah i think i think the scarf is the safest and also with a hat you, you're quite i think people well you should be quite particular unless you're an old man or a meth head yeah you actually care about what hat you are wearing yeah for sure for sure yeah like i've got caps at home that i kind of have put on once and they've never fit i'm just like well what do I do with this now? Yeah. You know? Like Yeah, I'm not well why don't I whack it on backwards and head into the footy? <laughs> but that is a very old man thing to do to wear a footy club um a footy club cap. That's actually a very interesting thing. Oh, they love it, don't they? They're mad for it. Hey, uh, a couple of big hits over the weekend, Adam. And we, we are recording while Frio and St Kilda are playing, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, uh, St Kilda have won that one. They've beaten Frio by fifteen points. So oh, Rossi Lyon back at the Saints, he's got them up there. They're into they should be Probably about seventh, I reckon. Holy shit. Holy shit. But some big yeah. hits. So, Cozy Pickett on Bailey Whoa, Smith. Wasn't that? You know what? The thing is, because they just don't happen that often, is when you see them now, they're like, fucking hell. Yeah. Now, Cozy Pickett, sorry to cut you off, took hey, out right. Bailey Smith from the Bulldogs. And it was like proper leave the ground from yeah. Cozy and hit him at like a 45 degree angle right in the head. And. Yep. I want to say, like, Cozzy Pickett has been given two weeks for that. And I reckon he was almost close to a life suspension. Had he made Bailey Smith ugly? I know. I don't think the AFL would have uh, had a choice. Like, mm. if Bailey Smith come out of there and everyone's like, oh, God, look at his, look at his <laughs> fucking head. That is, even Cotton On have gone, God, we can't have him on billboards. A cotton on are like, like, uh, cost that. Cotton On are like, uh, look, we've got a range of balaclavas. Why don't you model them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We'd appreciate that. I mean, you've still got your washboard abs, but, mate, what's going on up in the uh, on the bonds. facial department? So can we quickly talk about the AFL's new betting policy? Oh, it's about time it's come in. It's for their staff, right? So it's off the back of last year with the Brownlow medal voting. And, you know, I actually don't know the status of where that's at at the minute. Maybe everything turned out to be okay. We never know. Um, but basically it's like uh, you, you can't bet at all. But it's also like you can't bet, say, if my team beats yours, you owe me a coffee. Uh, you got to pull out of yeah. um, uh, tipping competitions. Uh, they've got the whole thing kind of. Everyone now, can't do anything. Uh, like... Like, okay, I get that they're trying to crack down on betting within the competition. Uh, you completely understand that. You want to hold the integrity of the competition up. And what happened last year was really bad. An umpire telling his mates about, you know, votes were going to happen in the game. Maybe. We need allegedly, to that I think we can say that. Yeah, allegedly. We all, you all agree with that. And if you are going to lay those bets, come to junk time. You'll get the best prices in the, uh, in the country from junk bet. Well, that's the thing. Everyone knows that. It's kind of opened up the doors a little bit, hasn't it? You know, if you want to mm. invest your cof- cup of coffee in junk bet, mm. we're happy to look after you. You know, that f- uh, you know, $4.50, uh, $7.80 yeah. if you're in Perth. Uh, we're happy yeah. to take that money. We'll take, take your bet and we'll give you the best odds. And then if you yeah. ask for your money, obviously we send a bloke around and we break your thumb. It's, yeah. right. it's very simple <laughs> process. Exactly. It's a very simple that's process. the greatest thing. And if you want to break your thumb with mates, we've got a, poly- we've got a little thing for that as well. <laughs> But the fact that they're banning people from tipping competitions. Now, I don't know how well the winner of the tipping competition at AFL House is paid. Like, is that 
within there? Like, does everyone tip in a thousand bucks at the start of the season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, oh, you could win 80 grand, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going, well, fucking Brad Scott used to work here. I've got his phone number. I'm going to ring him up, find him, uh, find out if fucking Zach Merritt's going to play this week. Yep. Then you go, okay, maybe the integrity of that competition might be compromised, but <laughs> I would say on the greater good that not many tipping competitions around the world, even though I think we're one of the only countries that does it, has ever brought down a game. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I like the idea of like Chris O kind of being involved in the tipping competition. He's going to win. He's nearly, nearly going to win it. And oh, so he's like, yes. I'll, okay, I'll just say that so-and-so, you know, was unduly rough on so-and-so and needs to get to yeah. for two games. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, we didn't see that. He's like, oh, I've got vision that behind you guys Behind the goals, don't. mate, behind so. the goals. You're not watching all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But they have stuff here like, uh, say... A VFL umpire cannot place a bet on AFLW games, even though they do not umpire in this competition. But they also say there seems to be a thing, uh, any game that involves a share in football and is an Australian yeah, that's rules football game. interesting, isn't it? They've actually kind of put a button on that. Any game involving a share in. So by that logic, do I just go onto mm. like the WA comp and just bet on that stuff by the fact that I'm going to presume they don't use a Sharon if they're using the old Burnley or whatever they use back in the day. Burleys. The Burleys. Burley balls with the little fucking ripples on them. They were great. Yeah, are they still using those ones? Or um, Because I just found it very strange that, like, the, the specificity of um, the brand of the ball. So if I'm, if I'm a young umpire, can I go down to local footy games, say an under-14s, and they're using a Ross Faulkner... Can I fucking load up on that because they're not using a Tom Sharon? I think you probably could. I mean, I can't remember in my amateur days mm. of actually using a Sharon. I don't think we ever used an actual Sharon. Surely they were too pricey to be um, to be used every week or every second week at least, and then getting lost. You know, kicking them over the over the fence into the water, whatever. So I, yeah, so I found it very strange that the whole thing has to do with um, Sharons. But then there's another complicated one here. So it says. Oh, yeah. Casual AFL trainer who works full-time at David Jones in Brisbane, doing very well, doing very well. You know what? This also feels like it's fucking very pointed. And then, actually... You're a casual AFL trainer who works full-time at David Jones in Brisbane. You know who you are. Well, that's the thing also. We don't know which which department are they working in. Like, um, you know, is their department's knowledge going to help them out in their tipping? So if you're in like the AV section and you're watching oh, they've got the yeah. TVs on, there's footy. footy on all the time, you know, you get yeah, more true. knowledge out of that compared to someone who's working in, you know, men's shoes, you know? Yeah, but if you're in men's shoes, say Lockie Neal has walked in uh-huh. and he goes, oh, have you got a really comfortable shoe? I've got bunions. And you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> Lockie, Neal's got, Lockie Neal's got bunions. I'm not, I'm not fucking tipping the, the uh, lines this week. Yeah, sure. Or in the, like the kind of the you know, upmarket food court kind of area. And oh, yeah. someone comes yeah. in and says, can I have four chickens for lunch? And you go, okay, this guy <laughs> needs some skin folds yeah. checked. <laughs> uh, so David Jones uh, is running an online staff footy competition uh, across all their stores and head office. Uh, and the AFL trainer is not permitted to pumis- participate in David Jones staff tipping competition as it involves Australian rules. But they're... But then simple explanation for that is like don't do the David Jones one. Like he might have a side hustle at Meyer. And he can he can he just mentioned David Jones there. He didn't mention Meyer. Nah, that's why he can get away with it. That's why they all go to Meyer. But also, are casual AFL trainers paid? 
or do they just do it for the love of giving out water? That's actually a really good question. Actually, that's that's a yeah. question without notice. But it was I, a training question without notice. I'm sorry. I get a feel. I'm. I, I don't have the answer for that, but I feel like there would be a number of trainers who I reckon would be paid in kind. So I reckon they would be paid in merch. They'd be paid in yep. membership or something. Um, you know, if they're not like full time every week. Maybe they do it like seven or eight times a year. I reckon they'd be looked after. Yep. Like, here's a nice membership. You can go knock yourself out. Here's a David Jones but voucher. How's the next one, like a goal umpire coach. Uh, so the goal umpire coach, so you're not even the goal umpire. No. Cannot have, as you said before, a coffee bet with their best friend from high school that Richmond will beat Essendon in this year's Dreamtime game. So you're not even, you're actually not anything to do with the fucking game as it stands. Also, there's goal umpire coaches. Let's break that shit down. And the fuck are they teaching them? And then also on top of that, like, the goal umpire coach has a best friend. Like, I don't think people <laughs> want to hang out with the goal umpire coach. Yeah. All Ugh. right, AFL, you've gone way too far with your fictional <laughs> fucking scenarios. Hey, guy, let's call umpire coach. Let's meet up for a coffee. Hey, tell us about your day. Yeah. I'm already bored by you, goal umpire coach. <laughs> It's very specific. Just imagine that on your on your dating app. Uh, what do you do? I'm a uh, goal umpire coach. You would have the ladies <laughs> and or men just loading up those DMs, going straight to, "Hey, can you tell me how they signal? Um, uh, I need a review. Yeah, we need sure. to go to the arc. What's your soft call? Yeah." Ooh. Talk to me about your soft call, big boy. Perfect for those with a very specific pet fetish where they like to see people mm. kind of crouched over, waving their fingers, signaling that it's uh, out of bounds. <laughs> out of bounds, yeah. Well, let's just say it was a very entertaining round one, Adam. Very entertaining round one. I mean, not for a me. Lot of positives, a lot of positives coming out for uh, sides who probably didn't have a lot of joy last year. Mm. North Melbourne got a fucking win against West Coast. Yep. That, you know, West Coast were coming towards the end. They hung on in very hot conditions, and it was great to see them have a win. And Clarko was down on the boundary, and he was all calm and cool and collected. He was very composed yesterday. I had a North Melbourne friend who actually made the point that they hadn't seen that kind of effort in a while, which he thought was a very good point. Um uh, and a, you know, a positive for this year that he hadn't yep. seen them kind of you know bust in their gut like that for a fair while. No, they did really well. Also, Essendon absolutely like it was fairly tight at halftime. Essendon kind of got ahead, but uh, Essendon just blew Hawthorne out of the water. It's mm. going to be long year for your boys. Fuck, that is so enjoyable. <laughs> but uh, they they said on the coverage, Essendon kicked nine in a row, the first time they've done that since 2014. Yeah, I think it was something like about uh, like 11 of 14 or something like that. Yeah, no, they just blew us away. Actually, I. Can we c- I kind of got saw the halftime score, then I had to do some work for a while, and I came back and I was like, oh, fuck, they've kicked like eight in like yeah, you know, 15 really minutes. Did. Now, uh, I know it's going to be a long time. Um, it's going to be a long year for Hawthorne supporters and for you, Michael, and it's probably not going to turn until you think next year. You've got a good young crop coming through, but you're going to pay the price for it. But how hard is it as a Hawthorne supporter, right, how hard is it to barrack for Chad Wingard? It's funny, actually. He wraps a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, he kicked an amazing goal today. People are ta- or maybe even touting that as goal of the year already. But I actually don't find him annoying. I think... I th- Did you find him annoying when he was at Port Adelaide? When well, I, th- I think it's more just... I think I think it's a hair thing. I think it's a hair scenario. I think really? If he, I think if you just kind of maybe, like, just shaved it a bit or something, like, people might be a bit less... Um, you know, distasteful critical. towards him. Like, yeah, critical. I just feel like there's there's something on with hair. He's too too groomed. He just needs to kind of 
you know, do what you do. Like, just kind of, you know, shave it, whatever you, what do you got, like a, a three or a four or something on top of your noggin right nah, there? No, going with a one today, going with a one. Yeah, gotcha. I think he needs to kind of, you know, get back to basics and just kind of, yeah, let's get yourself some male pattern baldness, mate. Forget about the styling for a moment and just kind of, just, just get that off your mind. Just shave the head. Yeah, it's not the it's not the celebrations when you're fucking nine goals down and you kick a goal <laughs> and you act like you act like it's a fucking best goal that's ever been scored. It's not that, not well, that at all. I think it's be interesting having a captain who's going to get booed every match. I'm going to find that very fascinating because I, I don't think captains would get booed a great deal. Joel Selwood would have copped his fair amount though. Uh, I don't think there was like you know the whole crowd kind of getting involved. It was part of the theatre of it. Um, I mean, yeah. remember that famous game where Job got booed over in Perth. And then, yes. um, uh, uh, yeah, but I can't remember many kind of villains who were captains as such. Pantomime villains, I must no, add. It, it, is, uh, it is fairly rare. But the other uh, big sort of talking point out of the weekend was how, how good Port Adelaide were. They were amazing against Brisbane. Absolutely smashed them in that third quarter. And can I just call it now, that's a Port Adelaide Collingwood grand final for mine. And I don't know who's going to wear black and white stripes. It's just... Who wins the toss? I don't know. Collingwood are going to have to play in an away strip. That's all I can see happening. That would be an awesome fight to have. So the story broke this week. Was it this week or just last week? So Port's going to wear their prison bar jumper in the showdown. So the yes, idea was that three. they would play, they would wear it in heritage games, but now there's no heritage yep. round, so they want to play it in a showdown. So they're playing against Adelaide, probably their home show, show, showdown, I imagine. And there was one Collingwood supporter who uh, had a oh, yeah. rant about it. What's his name? Ed. Yeah. Edward, Edward McMahon, Edward McMahon, Ed, okay. uh, we'll look into it later. Some guy called Edward who hosts a TV show and uh, yeah. he, he had a bit of a rant about it and um, they said, and you know what, I actually kind of found like from this whole thing how now they're just going to wear it at the showdown and stuff like that and whenever they want, I don't know. It's just how little it fucking mattered that whole time. <laughs> like the whole time Eddie was like, clearly the kind of the guy stopping this from happening. And just now yeah. it's just happening, and it's just, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. It it, just, it was in no way a big deal at all. Yeah, yeah. It it's, uh, doesn't register at all in Collingwood fans' minds. Port people just go like it would have just been Jeff Brown ring Koshy goes, hey, do you still want to wear the prison bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no worries. But only that round. Sure, that's all we want. Okay, mate, take it easy. Uh, you know, is the cash cow secret word, whatever. <laughs> he goes, it doesn't have a secret word, but thanks anyway. You know, say, and then they move say, on. Say good day to Brett for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, will, will Eddie watch that showdown and just be like fucking his head turning more purple, purple than it ever has before? Yeah. Just enraged yeah. that they've had this fucking victory, which isn't even a victory. Like, they don't, that no one cares. No one cares. No one cares at all. But it was just like a thing yeah. for like 15 years. It's like, oh, dude. Hey, before we uh, get our footballers in real life, don't forget our comedy festival shows. You can head to comedyfestival.com.au. You can head to trybooking.com. We're doing shows. Adam Rosenbach, Michael Chamberlain at the Coopers Inn. You uh, use the code LOWDOG to get a discount when you click yes. through your cart. Hey, and just before we get to footballers in real life, a little bit of uh, congratulations for us. Oh, that's Michael, right. we are we are in the tenth year of the Junk Time AFL podcast. That is very Who true. Who would have thought uh, we, that this little fucking podcast would have ticked over ten years of just barely getting by and struggling to get people to our live shows? It's been an <laughs> absolute joy over this last ten years. Get a bunch years of people to live shows. Um, no, that's actually fantastic. So, 2014 was when we kicked off round one, 2014, and uh, if mm. I remember correctly, that was a game. 
Giants beat the Swans for the first time, I believe, and that was a game that they had to leave the field for Lightning at some stage. And the thing I'm most proud of about this whole experience, that's when we debuted uh, Australia's favourite game, uh, What's Trav Been Up To, when we would go through Travis Bloke's um, Instagram account. (laughs) Instagram, yeah. Bit of fun. Um, What makes me really proud about this uh, podcast, and it kind of, I don't know if I, I don't want to get mushy and emotional, you know, I'm a big softy, Adam, Mm. but the thing I love more about this podcast is the fact that Carlson has never been in the finals (laughs) this entire time. Never. Oh, you got close. Oh, you got close, but you didn't quite get there, did you? You didn't quite get there, did you? Fuck, if Carlton don't make it this year, then maybe it is the curse of this fucking podcast and I'll have to pause it for a year. But uh, but I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened over the journey. We do appreciate it. We do love doing the live shows. We love seeing your faces and we love the footballers in real life. The stuff that we can read out, and boy, do we love it when you DM us stuff that we just cannot put to air. So thank you for everyone who's ever listened to it. Um, please tell your friends about it, and um, yeah, we're just very happy to be able to do this for 10 years. It's been great. And this year, obviously, we haven't had a pre-season live show, but we'll be doing a live show when we, um, you know, in the round before the finals, and then also, um, yes. you know, I reckon maybe we should do a 10th birthday celebration uh, or something like at, um, at the AFL Kitchen and Bar, Adam. How about that? a good point can they hold that amount of people oh that's a thing that's a thing yeah uh you know i'd be i mean it'd be a lockout obviously and you don't want to run out of beer or run out of fucking froth (laughs) yeah true but maybe at the end of the end of the um end of the season before the finals we can have a 10th celebratory show hey uh from brendan gentlemen i was having a grand old time at the golden plains festival watching some excellent bands in the sun after a few cheeky bevs rolled out of the bathroom and saw uh Tatiyoon. Tatiyoon. Oh, okay, that must be a place. Tatiyoon's greatest triple premiership tiger, David Asprey. I stopped in my tracks, went for a chat, and then soon realised I was absolutely no state to hold a conversation with a stone-cold, sober uh, premiership hero. He was with a friend, and I said, sorry for bothering you guys. I'm just a really big Richmond fan, to which Dave replied, that's okay, you don't have to be sorry for being a Richmond fan, which made me feel mildly better. That's nice. Oh, that is very nice. But also, let's just assume that if he's at Golden's Plain, Golden Plains Festival and he's no longer playing, he's not that sober. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Just putting that out there. Uh, from Edward, long-time listener, first-time footballer and real lifer. I was in Gisborne recently for an optometrist appointment. I'm doing very well. Never used to go. I saw a man walking his dog, a Kelpie, fairly inconspicuous, uh, except for his dreadlocks. I realised that with Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody playing footy, uh, as a Don support, I was tempted to jump out and aggressively tell him how great he was until I saw two other white males do the same thing in the space of 10 seconds. So I thought I'd <laughs> leave him alone for his dog walk. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I wonder. Oh, there you go. I suppose if you're saying nice stuff, the footballers can't be too fast. You know? No, I don't reckon they would be. And if you just give them a bit of a yell out kind of thing, I don't reckon they want to have a fucking chat no, about everything. No, I think that would be it. Just keep it to you. You're awesome. And then just move on. Yeah. Tipper. Yeah. yeah just give it a bit of that. And uh, and then just say, but then don't stop and okay. say, look, mate, look, mate, I know your form's been, you know, a bit form bad this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck off, mate. Uh, we're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go. Go draw.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.